with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about career mentors. There are three types of mentors. The first one is you the next year. Someone that you are working with in an agency and you like how they do things and they're a good employee. I can think of a couple of people that were really important to me uh, right when I was getting out of school. Um, actually, putting myself through grad school, I had a couple of jobs. I taught kindergarten at a private school. That's fun. It was I didn't really know we fun. both did that. It was was really fun coming up with fun creative things to do with the kids and those kids were my kids yes. I, lo- I remember a couple of years ago that I realized wow they would all be I can't remember how right. old they would be now but to think of that's pretty fun my employer there was a principal that had been in the teaching field I think it was a big year that year that the years okay. that I taught with her I want to say 40 years wow she had been teaching or a principal and I remember one day at the end of the day I was cleaning up the room like wiping down tables, putting things away. The kids were gone. And she came to my room and she sat down in one of my little tiny chairs (laughs) and she asked me how things are going. And I tried to give her the happy, great, fun. Love it. And she said, really? And I went, (laughs) yeah, great, fun. You know, I still sticking with my like happy, upbeat, which I really did love the job. But she said, you know, in every class that I have ever taught, there was always one kid that just drove me nuts. Mm -hmm. That's probably a fair assessment. And I, I didn't know I was so new to this that it was such a relief to hear her say that. And I remember I went, oh, really? And she said, yeah, there's one, isn't there? (laughs) There is. And I feel so bad. She's like such a sweet little girl, but she's driving me nuts. Mm -hmm. And she went, I know it's okay. Don't worry. It happens. She just made it okay for me to be frustrated. It was a huge. Change your perspective on what you were doing. It really did. It was an important moment. Very cool. What about you? Can you think of anyone important to you? Very beginning of me starting grad program, actually, I was working in an agency situation, but not as a therapist. And I had a director that just, she really understood it from our side. She had walked through and already been doing some of the work we were doing. And she completely related to us. Well, it's Wednesday. Of course, you're feeling exhausted because it's Mm. Wednesday. And Mm -hmm. knowing that certain things in our routines happen on Wednesday, they did their clinical walkthroughs on Wednesday. We usually got bad news on Wednesday or our tasks got changed on Wednesdays. And she just really carried herself in a way where I thought she relates to all of us. Mm, She's was, not above us. I was going to say, it sounds like she was very relatable. She right. was real. Keeps me in check sometimes when I'm like, okay, it's okay to feel this way because mm-hmm. it's Wednesday mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, I thought of someone else, actually a couple of people. I So after teaching, I had a job where I worked with adults, adults and kids with developmental disabilities, and I managed their support services through med- that they received through Medicaid. Okay. There were the people that helped me in that position and helped train me in that position were so life-changing. I do, I, I wish that I talked to them more often, but I still keep up with them a little bit. One, we did home visits mm-hmm. in this position. The first week or two, 
I just rode along and went to people's home visits and tried to follow along with what they were doing when they were at the visit. The very first visit, we went to this home of an adult woman who lived with her mother. Okay. I remember that their concerns were that they lived in a townhouse, a two-story townhouse. Okay. So the daughter and the mother were both having a hard time getting up and down the stairs. Oh, wow. And so we were there to talk to them about, did they need accommodations in their home right. that, to help them? While we were sitting in their living room, my friend, who has the most beautiful curly hair, mm-hmm. is sitting there and she's got her notepad and she's being so empathetic and she's listening and she's understanding. And we this house was kind of yucky. All right. And we're sitting there on the couch and, and mom is in her armchair and the daughter's kind of walking around doing things while we're talking. And this giant water bug Mm-mm. flew from the fireplace across the room into my friend's oh. hair. <laughs> and she went... <laughs> And like waved right. and, and tried to swat at right. it and then and it flew off and she put her arms back down and she continued to take notes <laughs> and we finished the home visit. We walked out to the car and we were just walking casually to the car. We get in the car and we close the door and she went oh. and she said, you're going to you're going to be fine. You're going to make it because with all of that going on, I guess I didn't like you didn't flinch. I didn't, you didn't scream. Freak out. You didn't, right. I right. Didn't, and she went, you're going to make it. You're going to do OK. Well, and that's a hard position to be and you're walking into someone else's home you never know what you're mm-hmm. going to walk into mm-hmm. and not be able to have an expression <laughs> my friend is amazing at what she does she has worked in many different positions within supporting people with developmental disabilities she was a great trainer and such huge support in mm-hmm. teaching me how to handle really tricky situations and, and things that were ever changing right like every day was different that's um, awesome we talked about mentors that you might have when you're just starting out what about a short-term mentor someone that might help you reach a short-term goal? I had a colleague of mine, we were both working in the same agency and he branched out into private practice before I did, or before I was really even considering it. He quickly returned and had a position, a different role at the company. And his role was supervisory role over me. And I was mad about it at first. He, over time, became a person that I looked at and realized life experience that mm-hmm. gave, that changes your opinion about things. Mm-hmm. He had that experience. He went out into private practice and failed, but yet came back with so much knowledge. He he wasn't shy about saying private practice didn't work. It didn't mm. work out for me. He mm. wasn't quiet about it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed. Right. He just said it didn't work for me and these are the reasons why. And so as I started to look into going out in private practice, I realized some of the things he was saying were really valid. They needed to be right. considered. I, you know, I wonder listening to that if what he gained from that experience was knowing his skill set and really knowing his self-worth right? and being able to turn around and sell it and get him, right. himself a director right. position. I really appreciate him just being open and honest about those things. And there are still times where our paths cross. We'll run into each other somewhere. Mm-hmm. He'll ask about how we're doing and how our practice is going. Mm-hmm. Just because I've had success doing it my way, it doesn't take away from what he's doing. I like that a lot. I think some of my short-term mentors have been people that I worked with. And I, ha- I actually still have quite a few friends like this that I keep up with regularly. And I always tell them that throughout all the positions I've had, I collect up the good ones. Right. And keep and them t- close. And take them with me. Right. right. <laughs> a lot of those people I realize aren't people that are specifically counselors, but have professions that are related, mm-hmm. that I've benefited from our 
relationship. Right now, I have a handful of dietitians that I feel really comfortable with. I know that I don't know what they know. Right. So I call them regularly and lean on them and look for their direction. And I might ask them things. Am I totally off or do I need to be suggesting this for this person? Or it seems to me like they need your help. This is kind of the end of the road where I can help them. They need your type of support. So I'm getting direction from them. But I also know my specific career path probably won't follow theirs, my direction, but that I can certainly benefit and and learn from them along the way. Well, and when your lives are parallel, so when you're doing the same type of work, I mean, a dietitian Mm -hmm. and a counselor are very different in some regards, but there's still things that they are good at that you're good at, connecting with people, being able to explain benefits of certain interventions and certain things you're going to change behaviorally all work out well. I think it's great to have those people that aren't exactly in your field so you can bounce those ideas off of them. Some of these people, for me at least, the short-term mentors have been people that I met through different jobs, probably did outgrow or move past. One of the first positions I had once I finished my master's program, I worked at a Head Start and I loved it. It was so much fun. I probably, I know I've talked about it before, that I would go to the early Head Start classrooms at break time just so I could rock with the baby. It was one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things. (laughs) But a lot of the people that I worked with in that position were probably 30 years older than I was. Okay. They had done so much in their career and they were really ready almost for retirement. Right. So while I learned a whole lot from them, they were happy with where they were at and they Mm -hmm. weren't going to change very much. The kind of guidance that I gained from them had to do with in that position, in that situation, and now moving forward, I don't know that I would have as much to gain from them. Right. Maybe they're they're really important at that time, Mm -hmm. but you've grown past where they are. Or sometimes I can see how it could be the other way too. They may leave that path and go in a different path. Mm -hmm. Heather, the last type of mentor are career changing or career planning mentors. Do you think you've had any career planning mentors? At least one that stands out strongly for me. We actually met before I was even in grad school, working in an agency. I worked in that agency most of grad school. So she got to see me change over and turn into an associate and be on her team as a therapist. I think that some of the things she taught me, we did home visits. So some of that I can relate to with you. Definitely taught me those skills. We don't talk very often, but when I call her, she'll hold me accountable and she'll say, so last time we talked, you had like some book ideas. How are you doing that? Are you working on that? And it's always refreshing to talk to her. I would definitely speak with her before making any kind of change or switch. If I was going to close up shop and not do private practice anymore, I would definitely be talking to her about Hmm. that. That's Mm -hmm. a huge life altering switch. I'd want her input on it. I think this one is a hard hard one for me, actually. I'm having trouble thinking of someone who continues to be a career planning mentor for me. I think I've had mentors that have grown with me along the way. Mm -hmm. I started out my master's program wanting to complete the play therapy certificate at the school I was at. The professor that taught those classes definitely was a mentor. So she fit that new life mentor Mm -hmm. role. And then along the way, she has also been the short-term guide. And now there are times too when I rely on her, call her again and talk about career planning. Other than that, I think it would be hard for me to name someone that's been... In particular that stands out. Right. That's been impactful in that way, which helps me to imagine what it feels like to be a supervisee, an LPCI, a LMFTA, looking for that, that they might also, in all of these different situations, have a hard time finding someone that fit the bill. Right. And it might be one of those situations, I can think of one in particular, that it changes along the way. Mm -hmm. So you're going to become more than one thing. If you follow an intern from the very beginning to their licensure time, you might be something very different. If you stay connected after they're licensed and doing their own work, you might find that that shifts and changes. That was our last point, thinking specifically 
really about not just career mentors, short-term guide mentors, and new life mentors, but thinking about what type of mentor have you been as a supervisor? So you're saying that as a supervisor, we might be some of all of those. We might be one of those or two of those. Right. But So it, it can be a combination. It can look different for right. different supervisees. Do you think with your supervisees, have you been any one of these specifically? I think I've been all of them, but I think more likely, I don't know, maybe the middle one. I stay connected with my supervisees often. Mm -hmm. I hope that I am that one that they will come back to if they need resources or they need connections. I don't know that I'm on anyone's board of advisors of serious stuff, but maybe I am. I think that easily at the beginning that you next year, I've modeled that for colleagues, for people that have been Mm. supervisees. The new life, the new next year plan mentor makes me think of all of the people I've supervised who were still in school. That you have them a semester, a Mm -hmm. term, or a couple, then the likelihood is that they're going to move on and you're going to move in a different direction. And so you have the opportunity to be that for them for a short amount of time, but probably not a long-term plan. Occasionally, maybe. I can think of one supervisee in particular that still calls me, and he didn't even stay in counseling. He didn't stay in our field. Oh, interesting. He loves the work he's doing and he still checks in. Mm -hmm. So for you and and he, you are his career planning guide. I hadn't actually put much thought into it until we read the article. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think looking at these different definitions, new life change, short-term guide, career planning, that I imagine at least uh, being a clinical supervisor for someone means that you are their short-term guide. Right. Minimum. At a minimum, right? right? At least you're doing those things, those tasks of helping them to navigate their current life and work situation, Mm -hmm. their current role and skill development. Absolutely. I can think of a lot of people that I, I think maybe the majority of my supervisees feel like that, that they kind of come into my life for a, a period of time and we know a lot of, about each other and support each other. Then maybe after they change positions, they finish their uh, clinical hours, that they might change and move somewhere, move on to something different, and I might not have as much contact with them. Right. I do think maybe a lot of mine kind of fall in between right. short-term guide and career planning mm-hmm. that I do have quite a few that I'll hear from occasionally. They might call or email and say, I'm thinking about this. Could you write me a letter? They're not really looking for my guidance, right. but they're asking for some support. Right. For you, when you're looking, you're thinking about being a new life goal mm-hmm. mentor versus short-term mentor versus career guide mentor, what do you think you do differently when you're any one of those things? Sometimes if you're just in it for the short haul, you're just the right now mentor, a lot of it's not going to go any deeper. You're not going to do much reflecting back other than what your experience is for that six months or that 12 months or whatever it is. When you're transitioning to career paths and things like that, you're able to reflect back to that person. Well, remember when this happened. You have a greater depth of experience with them. Right. And you know how they've navigated other situations that aren't Mm work-related. So you have more connection with them. You can bounce ideas back and forth. Um, I tend to be pretty collaborative with Mm -hmm. my supervisees and with people that I would consider my mentor. Mm -hmm. But I think that's part of it is that you're looking at the depth of information you have about them. What about relationships? If you are the new life mentor, the article even it describes as somebody who's new to your workplace, who's looking for where office supplies are kept. Right. How and, do you turn in this note? Right. Some th- some day-to-day things or basic things right. that w- don't really take a lot of relationship right. between the two of you. A, a greater relationship means a greater opportunity to mentor and be a guide. Right. I think something that I do, I don't know if I'm always aware of this it, when it's happening, but I'm thoughtful that at each one of these steps that the person you're, the mentee, the person you're mentoring Mm -hmm. might need something different, want something different. 
and that you might not be it. Right. That they might move on, change change directions, grow, want something different. Well, and I even see that as part of mentorship for mm-hmm. you to be able to see, actually, I'm not the expert on this, but I know somebody that I can connect you with. Mm. I know someone that could do that better than me. Or maybe you don't have a person in mind. Hey, sounds like you should talk to a director of this kind of program. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can be part of it. You may not have the answer, but you might have the connection. Yeah. Gosh, Heather, we sound like counselors. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I wonder if other professions think about mentorship the way that we're talking about it. It has to do with growth and relationships. We are maybe not always comfortable, but hopefully more comfortable with the idea that a mentee will grow and change and it might not be what we want for them or envision for them, but it's their own direction. That right. Takes- I bet you're right. Uh, well, thanks guys for listening today. Our discussion was focused around the three career mentors everyone should have, a recent article published from The Muse. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.